straight ahead. And as I promised last time, we are going to focus on phase one and phase two. I'm going to jump a little bit into adaptogens today, just because I would like to touch on those pretty much every time we talk. Um, a lot of you may also already be using uh, the support of um, the hormone support. I don't call it a hormone replacement because it is not. I don't feel it is because it's not a hormone actually like that. Um, it is a tool to help you get quality of life back. And it's a wonderful, wonderful tool. But there are some other options that you could possibly try that are not normally given to you um, only because there's no money in them from the farmer which is disgusting, but there's so much beautiful research done on them. So I would like you to be educated on them so that you do have a choice before you go and take a, a hormone support, let's call it. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and start. Um, phase one and, oh, God, I have this beautiful slideshow to show you. I'm so devastated. All right, we're going to train, fuel, and recover together with your gorgeous physiology. All right. Now, when we move into the different phases, um, you have your follicular phase, which is your phase one and two. So your early follicular phase is when you get your period, the day you get your period. All right. And then from there, it's going to be around one to seven days. Now, when I talk tonight, I am talking textbook cycle. All right. So when I say textbook cycle, I'm talking 28 days. That's just textbook because it's easy to talk about. Now, cycles range from 25 to 40 days. All right. So if you have 35 days on your cycle, that's okay. You know, if you've been having 28 days and then all of a sudden you start to extend and have a 35 or a 40 day regularly, then of course we can have a look into that and say, okay, what's happening? but we'll talk about that in a second. So just so you know, tonight I'm talking about a textbook 28-day cycle. From day one to day seven, around about is going to be your period, all right? So this is what we're going to call phase one. Power to the period, I would like you all to say after me, power to the period. I would love a whole audience of women to just yell out period one day. That would just fill my heart. So the whole thing behind not talking about our period, we've got our period, don't do sport, um, you know, sit out of sport, stay home, all of those things. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we had a lot of PMS in the back, back in the day, maybe the first couple of days, maybe because it was gross, because it was dirty, or I don't know how we looked at it. But please, let's create a movement that acknowledges the power of the period. This is when your hormones drop off and are very, very low. You are your strongest. You are your most focused. You make the best decisions in this week. You will run your fastest race, swim your fastest race, and lift your heaviest weight. This is your superpower. It is time to embrace it, okay? No more hiding those tampons in your hoodie or down your sleeve or like this, you know, sneaking it out of the bag or being embarrassed if it drops on the floor. No, we should be proud of what's happening with our body 
because what's really happening is a lot of goodness. Hormones at their lowest point, therefore no cravings. Perfect time to stick to your diet, 100%. You have no cravings. Blood sugar level's good. Body core temperature is also on point. You will sleep very, very well. Therefore, recovery will also be great. Okay. Um, if you want to travel, if you want to have an operation, any of those things, have a look at your cycle. Put it in phase one. Probably not being in hospital with an operation and your cycle, your period, maybe a couple of days after that. But definitely in the follicular phase is when you would like to travel a lot. And if you need to have an operation, your recovery will be a little bit better in this phase. Okay. Um, just coming back to you guys, I'm on my screen, on my beautiful slideshow that I created. Does anyone have any questions regarding the low hormone phase of phase one, the early follicular phase? Some of you may experience PMS one or two days on that, on your period. Um, it just means that you're still quite inflamed. And as I mentioned last time, we have the PMS stack, which you will take in phase three and four. I'll just write it in here um, in case you didn't have it. Uh, phase three and four is a thousand milligram of omega three, 250 milligram of magnesium and 50 milligram of zinc. Now you can take this um, after your, you know, phase three and four, but you might kind of want to take it into day one and two if your hormones are a bit slower to drop off and you'll know that because you're getting PMS. But the feeling of it's a bit heavy, you are releasing tissue. Like you are releasing tissue. So your body is going through that kind of anti-inflammatory process. So you are going to feel something. It's not that you're not going to feel anything, but you shouldn't have sore boobies. You shouldn't get headaches, lower back pain, all of those things you should not be getting. Okay. And if you are, it just means that your body needs a bit more support um, during that, but we'll focus on phase three and four a bit later. As I said, bring that uh, lifting women's stack into you know, your period, if you need to have a warm bath that does help as well. Um, baby aspirin, 80 milligrams of baby aspirin. If you tend to have any form of cramps um, is a big, big help. And um, yeah, but other than that, phase one is golden. Uh, Emma, I struggled with running during my last period due to cramps. Yes. Were you taking um, the Lifting Women PMS stack? And have you tried taking 80 milligrams of baby aspirin? Um, even though you, you struggled to run. Oh, okay, great. Give them a go. Um, the marathon was broken by a woman on her period with suffering from extreme cramps. It doesn't prohibit your performance. It's just an uncomfortable feeling. So we can support that probably with um, some nutrition. And when you think about it, a lot of the time in phase four, when we didn't understand it and we felt very bloated, what did we do? We stopped eating. We lowered our calories. We did not support our body at all through that phase because we just felt horrible. So we were not in actually a very positive mind frame. Therefore, we were definitely not supporting our physiology, probably trying to do the same sport that we, we do in every other phase. 
lowering the calorie when the body actually needs more calories, therefore increasing inflammation within the body um, because you're training and not recovering correctly uh, with fuel or with, with uh, the right amount of sleep and so forth. Therefore, when you come into phase one, you feel like absolute crap. So that's why I do promote, and I will talk about in the next talk, what we actually do in phase four and why we approach training in that way. Because then phase one, you should feel golden because you've actually supported and worked together with your physiology rather than pushing against it, hating on yourself that whole week, every month, you actually can approach it in a more mindful manner and more positive manner, which is, I think, for anyone, positive in itself. Um, Emma, coming up to the next period uh, week, so we'll start on these. Yes, straight away. I want all of you starting on the PMS stack on day 14 textbook-wise. Now, jumping back to that textbook, um, interesting. Emma, how long is your cycle? Let's use Emma as an example. How long is your cycle? And in the meantime, Gabriella, um, I'm literally day one today and been crampy all day. This happens every cycle. So should I be taking the above lifting women's stack? Do you know what? Listen to that. Our entire life has been when you get your period, you're going to suffer from cramps. You're going to get this. You're going to feel like this. You're going to have this. And we have literally been okay with that because that's what we thought was normal as a woman. No, that's your body screaming, going, I don't feel so good. Can you give me something to support me? You know, can you work with me here, person? And we've literally been fighting against it or grabbing those painkillers marketed with PMS on them um, that probably don't have any magnesium, any zinc, any omega-3 or any form of actual support while our body is building tissue. So it's, you know, it's no wonder um, that we just try and live our lives and push through. And it's no wonder that our, you know, immune system is 10 times stronger than men and our pain tolerance, not, hate on, not hating on men or anything at all. Um, but all the research was done on men. So that's probably why. So yes, Gabriella, I want you to get on that stack on phase three. Emma has a 28 day textbook cycle, which is great. So I want you to start taking um, the Lifting Women Stack, which is your omega-3 with a high dose of DHA in it, really important, um, and then your magnesium and your zinc on top, okay? Start taking those. Be consistent. Be consistent. And also make sure you're taking creatine. Very, very important. Every woman, every single day of your life, take a teaspoon of creatine um, with a meal in some water, and uh, for the rest of your life, when you're pregnant, whatever it is, you should be on creatine every single day. You do not need to cycle it. It will not turn you into a bodybuilder. It is, helps you build tissue. And what do we do half of our month? Build tissue. Okay. This is going to support you and you're going to feel amazing. Anyone on here who's been listening to me and taking creatine, because I got some wonderful messages about that. If you're listening now, put a message in there and tell us how you feel. Um, okay. I've been back, um, Shana, I, Shana, I've been back and forth to the doctors and I have to take days off work most months due to pain and symptoms. And they've left me on trauma. Oh my God. Okay. 
That's crazy. I mean, listen, there are going to be women uh, who suffer from extreme PMS and cramping, extreme heavy bleeding, um, or extreme, for example, you know, headaches and so forth. Headaches are going to come from high estrogen. Um, but I used to get, for example, I knew I was getting my period because I, I had a headache and I just ignored it. Like nothing took the headache away. I just kind of like dealt with it until finally I was like, you know, on the PMS stack and I don't get my headache anymore. So luckily I tracked my cycle. Um, it's not going to cure everyone and it's not a sickness that we have. It's an inflammation in the body and the hormones play so many wonderful roles within our body. They don't just, they're not just there to give you a period, you know? And I think we focus on these couple of days where we bleed and it's not, we've got 28 days or 30 days of wonderfulness happening. There's so many different, the, the period is just one piece of your cycle. One piece, yet that's all we ever spoke about. That's all we ever had medication for. What about the other beautiful, you know, days around the seven days of phase one? What about phase two? What's happening? What's phase three? What's phase four? We want to know about our gorgeous, incredible bodies. I mean, seriously, the more I research, the more I'm absolutely mind blown by what we're actually capable of. Um, so good. So looking forward to trying the PMS stack. Great. I've actually got a surprise for you hopefully soon too, ladies. Moving into phase two. Phase two is literally day seven to, I say, around 14, 15, okay? Now, this is where your follicular hormone, no, your, luteal, your luteinizing hormone is kicked in. I say this to most women outside of perimenopause, underneath. Perimenopause, I will talk about after as well. Um, it's just pretty much the same, but instead of having these big, beautiful waves, maybe I can get it up on here because I'm so proud of my presentation for you guys. You can just see what I'm talking about. Um, your wave is just a little bit lower. That's all. So, oh, yes, here we go. I want to show you a picture. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's my little slide I created for you. The red and yellow is going to be phase one and two. The red is your period and the rest of that bubble is going to be your um, follicular phase of phase two for ovulation. If everyone can see that. This is recorded, so you'll be able to press pause and have a look. It's a lovely little picture, isn't it? Okay, so from there, phase two is quite interesting. Phase two is where 50% of you are going to be bulletproof, and I mean like amazing. And 50% of you are going to think, what the hell just happened? I felt so good yesterday. I, I've eaten good. I've slept good. I'm hydrated. What just happened? Now, that's where I want you to understand that that surge of luteinizing hormone and estrogen affects everybody differently. Hence, your unique hormone profile. Tracking your cycle is key.
How you want to track it is totally up to you. But understanding that, for example, me, day 12, every single month, it's just not my day. Now, that is when I ovulate and it's around 24 to 36 hours, okay? This too shall pass. Please tell yourself that and approach that day with a positive mindset that you are going to be spontaneous and do, um, you know, just not push yourself extremely in the gym like you probably would have because you just will not get the result you want. If you are training and not performing, then just approach it in a different way. Swap it for a recovery day. Wake up in the morning. If you don't feel great, maybe you do one month, maybe you don't more regularly. But I want you to approach that with the right mindset that you're like, okay, all good. Not my best day. Make sure I fuel my workout. Make sure I'm staying on point with hydration. All of those things. I'm going to do mobility. Maybe a bit of skill work. Um, maybe I go to the gym. Whatever, the, whatever your type of training is, how are you going to approach it? Your mindset is the most important thing. Do not hate on yourself. It's your beautiful body and it's just how it is because your body is not there to take you to the gym and do your spin class. Your body is there to make a baby. So honor it. Just let it do what it's made to do and work around it and work with it. And I promise you, you'll get the love back in so many other wonderful ways. So understanding who is bulletproof and who is an Alex Hipwell. Because <laughs> I'm terrible. Even I pick up the barbell and I'm like, oh God, is it a men's bar or a woman's bar? I was like, this is not going to be a good day. So I approach that day differently. I'm like, okay, no numbers. I'm going to find that heavy set today. I'm going to work with that particular weight. I have eaten properly. I have this. My motivation's probably crap. So make sure I put some aminos in my drink just to kind of, you know, get that brain protein uh, running through the brain that I don't feel not motivated, put it that way, but not being hard on yourself. Any questions on phase two? Phase two is definitely your best time. Awesome. Celine, you're looking at me going, yes. So my business partner, Jenny, she's a runner. She is like, give me a race on phase two. And I'm like, oh my God. If I see a competition or something on phase two, I have to admit, I get a bit nervous. I get a bit nervous, but I don't want that to be the case. And I think that's just because everything's quite new. And what I do then is turn into like, you know, full on competition mode. And I'm like, okay, make sure I have, maybe I need a day off the day before, you know? So I have that extra recovery. So my body's recovered. My body's okay. Fuel it correctly. Um, make sure I'm hydrated, got some snacks, got some aminos in my drink. I'm good to go. I will do the best with what I can that's in front of me. You know, so in short spurts of time, you can actually perform, probably not with the motivation and the mojo that you normally would, um, but you can perform if you support your physiology. What aminos do you put in your drink, Alex? EAA. So what you want to look for is a big dose of leucine. Um, the higher the leucine in your aminos, the better. So a lot of the time you'll find some controversy when it comes to branch amino acids. And it's like, it's a marketing thing. Don't, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, 
because it was probably researched on men. Um, and then if it was researched on women, it was probably researched on them in the front end of their cycle when they are more like a man. That's why I say, please use aminos in phase four when your mojo is, yeah, the body needs more protein in phase three and four. We will talk about that, of course, in the next talk. Um, but if you're feeling a little low anytime, you know, don't be afraid to put some aminos in your drink. It's not going to hurt you. It's definitely going to benefit you. And um, just kind of make sure you've got some protein happening in the body. But it is a catabolic, uh, it is a anabolic uh, hormone, estrogen, which is what is phase two. So it actually is a time for you to build some muscle, which is kind of nice. So what happens when we talk about, um, I don't think I pay enough attention to phase two. Jade, you're not alone. You're like, what is phase two? What really happens here? It's when we're ovulating. It's actually a super important time in the, in the cycle. But again, your unique hormone profile, you might not notice anything at all. And that's okay. So if you're not noticing anything, if you have a really good day, take note. If you have a really bad day, take note. So that you can, you know, start to see, oh, I have really, like, I'm always really, really good around day 20 or I'm really, really good around day nine. Use that. Do you have a presentation coming up? Um, are you going to pitch something? Do you need to make a big decision? Use that day to benefit you as a woman. Like, when am I going to optimize my performance within my cycle? You know, I'm, my performance peak is like when I have my period in the morning from like six till 11, that is where I perform at my best. I either work, I do get things done. I tick my box like really, really well in the morning in that kind of phase. Um, yeah, good. Okay, so kind of covered what that really kind of looks like. Moving on to the next slide. I'm going to show you. Boom. So what I have here, can you see that? All right, so you'll be able to pause that when you watch it again, okay? Now, what you can see here in the front end, which is your follicular phase, phase one and two, where it's quite low there, whoop, that one, okay? So what, we're ha what we have here is it's moving, progesterone is low the whole time in phase one and two. It doesn't come up. Estrogen stays quite low. Then the luteinizing hormone is going to step in and it's going to, that's, that's your green, and it's going to push the orange up, which is your estrogen, excuse me, your purple one. So you've got purple LH and you've got that nice boost of estrogen up there, the orange, and that's where, you, that's where your ovulation is. So a couple of days there is going to be your, uh, your ovulation. 20, like when the egg kind of drops, 24 hours from when that egg drops, that's why they say be careful between kind of day 9 and 14 because when, when, when the egg drops, it's like about 24 hours. So if another one drops, you've got another 24 hours. So <laughs> just go easy in that week, ladies. Even if you feel bulletproof, you might not be. If you know what I mean. 
What do we do in phase one when it comes to training? Good recovery, super high intensity, lift heavy weights, go by how you feel, but you may find that you'll be able to surprise yourself on intensity and, you know, what you can actually achieve. So that's when you've got your period. So don't, don't hold back there. Really don't hold back. When you move into phase two, um, your hormones are still really low. So focus on lifting like hard, uh, lift, have good lifting sessions, strength sessions, because you've got this anabolic hormone that's super high. So utilize that. Phase two is where you want to kind of focus on hypertrophy and building some muscle if you can there. Really support that with, with protein and, and carbohydrates um, and supplement with adequate strength training on the side. So really make sure that you're doing your endurance. If you've got your spin session or the things that you really love, which you know I'm not a fan of, but that's okay. It's my opinion. Um, make sure you are supplementing with those strong strength sessions in phase two. All right. When it comes to mood and symptoms in phase one and two, phase one, we spoke about cramps, headaches, feeling a bit low. You feel much better after exercising. I promise you. Um, and you might also struggle a little bit from back pain, but that shouldn't last longer than a day or two. Um, and that's normally going to happen if you, if you drop off quite slow with your hormones. Otherwise, someone like myself, I drop off quite early um, the day before I get my period and or the evening before. Therefore, um, I feel quite good on my first day of my period. And I might get a little bit of like a heavy feeling on the second day. But other than that, I'm good to go. Uh, I can lift really well. I train really well. Phase two mood and symptoms. The same feeling, you know, half of you are bulletproof. Some feel like everything's a bit too heavy and a bit too much effort. Um, but in general, you should feel quite powerful in and around those days if you're not bulletproof, um, quite strong, and still, again, more like a male than, than the other two phases. Um, and then nutrition, nutrition in phase one and two in phase one. And I probably, I'm probably going to say this across the board, please focus on your consumption of protein. Women do not eat enough protein. We just don't. Um, so if there's going to be one macronutrient that you track and really track well, let it be protein. Okay, and use that for two weeks and go, okay, I want to know how I feel when I really watch my protein intake. And I'm talking good quality protein, you know, lean meats, tofu, um, you know, seitan, cheeses, all of those types of fish. If you're vegan, be aware of your supplementation there. Make sure that you are kind of chasing your vegan shake with aminos just to push that leucine level up. Um, and again, the amount of protein is to be questioned because it was always researched on men. So there are pieces of research coming out that we're still, um, looking at, uh, but there are a couple coming out definitely for the perimenopause women, 
um, to increase that protein intake to 2 to 2.3 grams per kilogram. Um, you'll be surprised at how wonderful you actually feel when you start to increase that protein. It's, it's, quite, it's quite enlightening, let's put it that way, uh, and definitely supporting the sport, the, uh, the sport and activity that you're doing. Um, but nutrition-wise, just really try and stay on track, if anything, in phase one and two because that is the, the one part of your cycle where you are not going to have any cravings. You're just not because your hormones are low, not a lot is really happening. Um, and I am a big fan of 80, 20, kind of, you know, 80% uh, on track and 20% a little bit lenient. It's life. You know, I love chocolate. I love certain things and I'm not going to give them up. Um, so I'm just smart about those, but in phase one and two, I just go like a bullet a gate with hundred percent. I really focus on my nutrition there. Uh, and last one, recovery. Recovery in phase, I'll get to your questions. Recovery in phase one and two. Recovery in phase one, as I mentioned at the beginning, um, your immune system is super strong uh, in phase one, um, blocking off, you know, anything coming in. And it's just in a really, you're in a really good place there. So again, if you want to travel, um, if you would like to, you know, have an operation or anything like this, then, you know, track your cycle and, and see if you can plan it on that time. Um, your estrogen levels will, will aid. I think the estrogen levels, as they start to go up in phase two, they're the ones that are going to be the support to your immune system, to your recovery, just because they're on their own and therefore they're, the, they're an anabolic hormone. So it is going to support your recovery there. In phase two, again, know what you need. Know, am I bulletproof? Am I not? What do I need personally? Not what the woman next to me, not someone else from the turtle method. What do I need and how do I feel? Uh, and how do I support my physiology to optimize my performance as a woman in general throughout my day, as a mum, as a partner, as, you know, an employee, as a chef, whatever it is. Um, I say chef because it's very German. Chef is like a boss, <laughs> not a chef that cooks. Um, yeah, if you're low on energy, don't push. Don't, this for what? You, you, who are you trying to like outrun or prove? You are pushing against your physio, physio, physiology. And I'm here to help you show up differently and to start to work with your physiology. And I understand 100% that that's hard to maybe hear because I'm saying, well, that tree is no longer green. Uh, it's actually blue. And I know someone's been telling you it's been green your whole life, but it's actually blue. So if you feel a bit like that when I talk, it's okay. You take what you want to take. You question me anytime. Um, that's what I'm here for. And that's what I do. I want you to be curious. I want you to know why and ask why. And if you go to the doctor, what, don't be okay with them saying, okay, I'm going to put you on it. Why? why are you putting me on this? Don't be afraid to ask why, because a lot of the time they're going to put a bandaid on it um, because they don't know anything else. They didn't learn anything else. So be curious, um, question everything. Again, like I told you, if I don't know, uh, I will definitely try and find out for you. Right. Where are we? Questions. Um, for me, day six to 10 of the cycle is when I feel amazing. Boom. I love that. Beast mode. That was Jade. I think she was commenting Celine on you. Um, if you're not used to a high protein diet, 
What can you eat to ease digestive issues? Um, I've been adding fiber, but I don't know if that's right. Lots of veggies. The best thing that you can do as a woman is really start to focus on your gut microbiome. Like I tell you, over 35 and up, your focus is protein and gut health. And lots and lots of veggies. Just don't... Um, Hmm. I think supplementing like a good, good protein, it's not easy. And it's not easy to get protein from other sources. Like I find it really difficult. I tried to do vegetarian for a while and I, I just struggled to get enough protein in. So I did spend the money then on a good quality protein powder because I just couldn't get it anymore from Whole Foods. Um, and in saying that, I just tried to always make sure that uh, I only use that supplementation, for example, in the evening before I went to bed or, you know, when I woke up in the morning and then tried to get it from Whole Foods elsewhere. I think fibres, I would, if, if you can go with more, like more veggies, Catherine, I would, to be honest, um, try that. Try doing like, you know, like a nice big steamed veggies in the evening and just um, do you eat like low fat feta or anything? I say low fat because I like to get fats from other things than feta. Um, but if that's something you eat, try, you know, putting like I do like a roast veggie dish um, or my root veggies. So if you're over 40, you want to be getting your carbohydrates from root vegetables. That's like key. That's where you get your carbs from, fruits and root, veg, uh, root vegetables. So I do like a whole lot of roasted veggies and then I just crumble some low-fat feta over it and that's a great form of, of protein. It's really, really good. Um, I've never used protein powder and get all my protein from my diet because you're an absolute legend. That's amazing. Um, 130 grams. What do you weigh? So you want to go to, how old are you? What are you? Cause you look gorgeous. Look at you. I've got a big, just so you all know, I've got a big screen of Celine. That's I'm 46 and okay. I'm 74 kg. 74 kg, 46, 2.3 grams per kilogram. You're an active one, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred and seventy. Is that what I should aim for? Yeah. Okay. Hundred and seventy. Um, on on your really active days, you can bring it down a bit on the other days if you want to. Um, but you want to, you know, between two and two point three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for at forty six, and uh, really, really focusing on that post workout and pre workout. They're the two meals for every single one of you that I want you to have perfect. Your pre-workout is within an hour and a half. So depending on how you digest, if you are somebody who can, if you're training in the morning and you can't eat, you're on the fortified coffee. Yes, Alex, I am. The Lifting Women fortified coffee. If that's too much, get half a banana in you. Get the cortisol level down. You have to get your cortisol level down blood sugar level up. Otherwise, four days of high cortisol is going to start to downregulate your thyroid. You're going to notice visceral fat around your stomach. 
then you're going to not want to eat, then you're not eating enough, then you're in a low energy availability, and it goes on. Support your activity with nutrition timing, okay? This is the number one thing I'm going to drum into you every single time. What is my pre-workout? What is my post-workout? And if your post-workout, if you had a meal before training, like if you had breakfast actually or lunch or whatever, you're okay to have a shake and half a banana after training to open up that recovery window, go home, have a shower or go to work and then have a real meal within two hours. So you can open up and extend that recovery window to support recovery and get out of that catabolic state um, if you just have a shake, you know, straight away with half a banana, for example, or if you don't want a protein powder like Celine, you could have like 120 grams of low fat Greek yogurt with some maple syrup. You know, that low fat goes, is digestible. It's, it's, it's um, absorbed faster into the body. So the protein is absorbed faster with the low fats and that extends her window. So she can have a whole meal um, with lots of goodness in it within that two hours. Now, you guys are going to notice massive changes in saying that if you are over 40, especially up 45, 46, where you are starting to notice changes, you are going to notice that your recovery is going to be a lot slower in phase three and four. So phase one and two, if you're feeling good, go for it. But be prepared to train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday, Saturday off, or Monday, Tuesday morning, Wednesday night, give yourself extra recovery. I tell you now, your recovery is going to slow down. And rather than hating on yourself and being like, oh, I'm getting old and I can't. No, you're going through an awesome phase of your life. How can I support my physiology and get the most out of my life and look amazing with where, where I am right now? Not where you were 10 years ago. You are where you are now. How do I optimize my performance and look the best me? Because I tell you what, like that is more confidence than you can ever, ever, ever own. Own where you are in your life. And let me help you support that through nutrition, types of training, okay? Um, again, phase one and two is low hormone phase. If you are not going through perimenopause, you just stick to your normal training that you're doing. If you're doing hypertrophy, power, whatever it is, that's your time. If you are someone who feels the changes and you are going a little bit into perimenopause, let's start bringing the rep range down a little bit. Focus on not, you don't want that 10 to 12 hypertrophy is no more, is not stimulating anymore because you don't have the surges anymore of the hormones We've got to find external stress from the outside to really activate the, um, like reaching into the muscle. It's called the glute four in the muscle. And to, to change body composition, we need external stress because we're no longer having the stress inside from the hormones. And that's where you can do heavy weights, like really lift heavy, long breaks, um, five times five, for example, and relative to you, you know, not to me, whatever's heavy to you is that fifth rep is really challenging. And then no more mediocre gray zone cardio. Get out of the gray zone. Get into 
sprint interval training, which is eight seconds on, 12 seconds off. Do that for 15 minutes and then call me. It's horrible. Or Tabata, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off with box jumps. So you've got that plyometric stress working on the bones, um, you know, really reaching into that muscle going, okay, I, I need carbohydrate because I can't handle this. So that's going to help you change and support body composition at least a little bit more because you are losing uh, muscle as you get older. It's just human nature. So if we can create external stress and then support that with nutrition, then you should definitely notice some changes ha uh, happening there. Um, but under that, you can definitely go into hypertrophy if you're you know, still under 40 and doing your 10 to 12 reps and so forth, all good. Just make sure that you're not, you know, just make sure you're lifting some weight, ladies. Support the body for perimenopause. Bring it on. We are no longer the forgotten athletes. I want there to be talk about women fit over 40 and any woman from 30 to 40, you should be preparing yourself for when you are over 40. So it's not a shock to your system. Yeah. Oh, I got on a rant then. Right. Where are we? Um, so Gabriella, generally I'm a standard 28 day cycle, but I've noticed over the past few, I went to 24 and then back to 29 and this time 33. I've usually been pretty standard and wondered if it's because I've been exercising more and eating on point over the past three months or so. Okay. Give or take two or three days is okay. The thing with phase one and phase two, phase two is your magical phase. If your cycle is all of a sudden longer, if, granted, if you're going through perimenopause, it's going to happen. Cycle's going to change a little bit. Period's going to be heavy, light, all of those things, okay? I'll just quickly show you this gorgeous picture so you know what that is because then I'll come back to you, Gabriella. Um, I, want, I want you to see what happens in perimenopause. I did a nice little thing for you. This is perimen perimenopause. <laughs> and then we kind of like flatten out a little bit as we head into menopause, postmenopause. Nice little picture for you. See all those squiggly lines? God knows what the hell is happening there. <laughs> but that's just to have an understanding that the one before you saw it had a nice surge an ovulation, then a nice surge again when we had high hormone. Whereas now we're like, we're going to do a little dance and you're going to join us. Like that's kind of like what's going to happen there. Um, so when you have the extended period or extended cycle, the follicular phase of phase two will be the only phase that extends. Every other phase will stay the same. So 28 day, all of a sudden you have like 33 to 35 that means that your follicular phase ovulation has extended. Why? Because it does not feel safe to make a baby. Something is happening to scare it a little bit and that it's a bit worried um, that it's not going to create a safe home for the egg. So it's going to hold off a little bit until either one, you're not so stressed, two, you're not putting on the body through fasted training, fasting, dieting, so forth. 
uh, lack of sleep or three low energy availability, which means you're not fueling your activity that you're doing, which puts you in a low energy availability. And when I say that you may be hitting your macros on your total method every night, but did you feel the activity that you did? Did you have a pre-workout and did you have a post-workout? Or did you pack all your food in the end of the day and go, oh, oh I didn't have enough protein, so I'm going to add that to my meal dinner. And then, oh, I'm going to have one more shake before I go to bed. But I trained at 9 a.m. You will be in a low energy availability because when your body needs the fuel the most, you didn't give it to it. Okay? So focus on that. Remember what I said last time. Would you send your child to school with no food? No. Stop doing it to yourself. Stop it because you wouldn't do it to anyone else. So why on earth would you do it to yourself? And I think that one always hits home. And if you don't have a child, think of yourself. Yeah. Would you send yourself as a small child, your inner child, would you send that inner child to school with no food? I think you're all saying no there. And I think that kind of hits home. So show up for yourself a little bit differently and have the respect to really support that so that you do feel good um, and be aware of use your beautiful turtle method app. You've got this gorgeous app there that you can write in every day and you can go, okay, what is my, you know, snack is that you're going to use snack as pre-workout, for example, or post-workout. What are the timing? One and a half hours is the longest for your pre-workout and your post-workout is 45 minutes maximum. That's it. Otherwise, you're going to go into a catabolic state and that workout was a waste of time. And if you do workouts like me, you do not want them to be wastes of time because they hurt. So make sure you support that. Um, I've had three periods since coming off the pill. These are all first periods I've had in eight years. Hooray. This is awesome. Do I need to do anything different to ease my body back into cycles and periods? Just freaking give yourself a hug. And your gorgeous body that it's doing that because I've got women working with me and it's been a long time. Um, you're doing everything right. Just keep fueling your activity. Um, keep an eye on your cycle, like the dates and everything. Be kind to yourself. You're doing great, Emma. That's, that's awesome. Um, I switched my training between strength and conditioning. Yeah. That's very beneficial. Yeah. You can you almost use it like a pyramid. Go, um, phase one and two goes up the pyramid, hardcore, hardcore, phase three and four, let's back it off. Ooh. One and two, let's go up, 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 phase three and four, let's back it off. Okay. So again, we'll focus on phase one and two today. Go hard, go hard in the gym, go hard on the track, swim, do all the wonderful things. You can do it. Your body's capable of doing it. All right. We've got 10 minutes left. I want, would that be, I want to say something about adaptogens. Would that be something for me to worry about then if I do want children or just to keep an eye on Gabriella? What do you mean? Are you referring back to something? Did I miss something? You're 34. I know you're 34, but what did you say? No, no, no. No, I don't think so. No, no. Just have a look at your life. Gabriella, just have a look at like if you have a long cycle, everyone has an, an, an ovulatory cycle, which means you don't ovulate. Every woman goes through maybe one or two a, a year. I think sometimes even three. And that can be then a shorter cycle. So the shorter your cycle is, that's, that's very, very normal. 
and that's an anovulatory cycle. So it means that you probably didn't ovulate. Um, but it's very, very normal. And then as you have like a longer cycle, it just means that your body's protecting you because it wants to make a baby. So it's kind of gorgeous that the body does that. I think it's wonderful that she goes, you know what? You're being a little bit of a bitch to me. I'm just going to hold off right now. And then maybe you give me a bit more food, a bit more sleep, a bit more love. And then I'll create a nice home for this egg. So that's pretty much what, what she does. Um, so it's quite special that I think that happens. So just, you know, acknowledge that, look back and go, okay, how can I do better next month? Um, how can I support my body, make sure that I'm sleeping enough, good hygiene with sleep, um, fueling the activity that I'm doing. The times that you're going to lose your cycle is most likely going to be low energy availability, to be honest. Uh, it's not that you're not eating enough calories, not at all. Not, it, it's not the myth of being too skinny. No, it's being in a low energy availability where the body doesn't feel safe to create another human. Um, I've gone into clockwork, which is a miracle. Gorgeous. You're all gorgeous. The longer follicular phase. Yes. The ovulation phase extending. Okay. I think you're all talking to each other here. Oh, I love it. Do you know how much I love this community? Seriously. You guys just fill my soul. Um, Jade has taken a while to get used to the inner and pre-fill and periods from age. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's quickly jump over to adaptogens. Do you know what an adaptogen is? Adaptogens are botanical roots. Vikings use them. They are the most researched natural product out there. They are absolutely freaking gorgeous. And they're like magic mushrooms. Let's talk about that. They are a form of like a fungi and all like a mushroom and all those wonderful things. Um, and they have been studied a lot when it comes to um, like pairing. Does that make sense? So what I do is I would say to the women who work with me, I would say, okay, what are you feeling? What are your symptoms? And that could be, for example, um, brain fog, anxiety, depression, um, because in phase three and four, you're going to get depressed and anxious. It's just what happens. Uh, but as you go into perimenopause, this can kind of fluctuate a little bit. So what are the things like, uh, can't, like, like, like sleep, disturbed sleep a lot, um, hot flushes, uh, brain fog, lack of focus, uh, all of those wonderful things. And that's where adaptogens come in. They're botanical roots. They do pair very well. So um, I will give you doses. I will tell you what you should take. If you are on any thyroid medication, please, please talk to your doctor first um, because they do not support the physiology when you're on thyroid medication. So don't take them unless you've been cleared from your doctor. Okay, it's super important. Again, this is all just advice from me that I work with daily with my clients um, and adaptogens have been researched for yonkers. They're just beautiful. Um, so we've got, for example, um, like stimulating adaptogens. And when I say that, that means if you're someone who feels very fatigued, you're like waking up in the morning and you're like, I just cannot go. I've got like, I, I feel like I'm just empty all the time. Like you're running on an empty kind of stomach, even though you're eating and you're sleeping. So you want to be thinking of things like maca, which is like a nutty kind of taste. Um, I put it in my fortified coffee in the morning. 
and just a teaspoon of that every day. I absolutely adore maca. So if you want to research that, you can. Uh, if you want to go deeper into how much you should take, um, that's when you can contact me. Um, Shashandra is a beautiful, beautiful botanical root. It's going to boost your endurance. Um, it really, really kind of supports mental performance and working capacity. So if you're someone who's still at work um, and you're, you need to kind of get that focus back up, Shashandra is beautiful. Again, knowing how to pair it is super important. Rhodiola for me, Rhodiola rosa, um, is like a red berry that's ground up. Um, this is the all-rounder. Listen to this. Rhodiola works with your physiology. And this is what those um, hormone re replacement or hormone support tablets, unfortunately, don't do. Not that they're, not, not that they're bad, not bad. They're, they're good. They're really good. But please try these first if you can. Um, Rhodiola rosa, for example, if you are feeling really fatigued and really down, it works with your physiology and it will pep you up. If you're someone who's really anxious and kind of always up and can't sleep, it'll work with your physiology and bring you down. I mean, is that not beautiful? So I'm a big fan of rhodiola, on it myself. Um, when we move over to calming, so if you're somebody to, it's used to kind of really reduce anxiety, depression, bring you down a little bit, kind of just ease your nerves. Holy basil is really, really great. And uh, ashwagandha. So you probably maybe heard of ashwagandha. Um, most of the pharmacies are very educated when it comes to botanical roots. So go in and ask them. Um, it reduces cortisol. So not to the point that you don't have it. Um, it just kind of balances you out a little bit. It takes about three weeks for it to work. But I tell you what, I've got teenage girls I've got teenage girls on ashwagandha and it is gorgeous. Sad that we need to put our teenagers on it, but it is so, and it's natural. It's anti-anxiety, antidepressant. It increases your luteinizing hormone, which is golden if you are in perimenopause. So ashwagandha is a go-to big time. Um, very, very big fan of it myself. They are, I take maca, rhodiola, ashwagandha, shishandra, uh, I also do have and have it in the morning. Shashandra is like, gives you the focus and the kick that coffee does without any of that kind of rush. Um, so I do suggest taking again that in the morning. Um, but going deeper into um, adaptogens, you can always do by working together with me and we can trial different things together. I dose them and I uh, pair them with you. But Scott, I think if you're watching this, Scott um, and I might work on something that's a bit more supportive for all of you so that we have a bit more information in the app uh, that allows, allows you to feel supported and have all the knowledge already in your app. So that's our up and coming goal um, that I'm definitely working together with Scott on that you have everything you need in your back pocket. So you feel like you're talking to me. It's like you've got Alex in your back pocket. That'd be gorgeous, wouldn't it? Um, I'm a massive, massive advocate for uh, botanical root. It's beautiful. And as I said, you can take it one day, you know, for six months and you can drop it the next day. And that is just in itself watching it work with your physiology. So going, okay, wh wh how are you feeling today? How do I need to work? Do I need to bring you down or do I need to pep you up? Like what that just says it all. Like that gives me goosebumps. Um, 
But please, if that's not working for you and you've spoken to your doctor and you have the hormone replacement, um, they are a tool. Please don't forget that you need to train and you need to eat healthy as well. The hormone support is just a tool in the toolbox. Okay. It's not the be all and end all, and it will not save everything, but it will bring quality of life back to you for this phase to help you get through it. So don't ever be afraid of it ever. Okay. There's some wonderful stuff out there. I know it's got some bad rap, but that was for women over, you know, over 60 and stuff. So if you're under 50 and you want to trial it, um, speak to your doctor. And, and of course, depending on your, your background of your family, it's great. Oh, right. I need help with night sweats. Can you take them with antidepressants? Um, yes, I think you can actually, but do just double check it, Catherine. Pretty sure you can. Antidepressants is, is fine. Um, I heard antidepressants are also quite good for perimenopause, to be honest. Um, will these help with night sweats? Yes. So what you might find that helps with night sweats is tart ter cherry juice. So tart cherry juice. You can get it on Amazon, the concentrated form. And I want you to put it into like 250 mils of iced cold water and drink that just before you go to bed. So your goal is to cool your body down before you go to bed. But the um, tart cherry juice should help you with your night sweats to a certain point uh, in the evening. Give it a go. Yeah. Love the tart cherry juice. Good. Yeah. Awesome. See, so, I mean, listen, we've got to try. We've got to try. And your feedback is the best. Like, tell me what's working. Tell me what's not working. What are you trialing? Um, don't be afraid to, to give it a go. Anything to help me. I'm willing to try. Not fun at 24 waking up. Yeah, I know. I know. At midnight. I, I, I don't know. I only know from when I'm, you know, what it feels like. Um, but you're not alone. And trial what you could go to trial. Emma, go for it. I'm also going to actually go into my notes. I think I've got a couple of other things. I'll write it down for a night sweats. Anything else you want me to look into for next one? So I can just quickly, you know, answer those at the beginning. Night sweats. Ideas. I'm on it, Emma. Restless leg. Oh, yes, that's a good one. Yeah, I appreciate all of you guys too. Yeah. Hair loss. Um, protein. You're not eating enough protein. Crazy. Oh, my God. Increase your protein. Let's see what happens. Are you vegetarian at all? No. Nah. Yeah, increase your protein. Try it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm on collagen at the moment as well. I've got like a good quality collagen protein that I'm just adding to my fortified coffee and uh, I'm just trialing it. It's been like, I think I started it like a week before my last, the last talk with you guys. And I, I've just noticed my nails, like they just not, I've got to go to the nail place to get a pedicure, a manicure, like normally every month. It's like every three weeks now. So I am noticing that change. My hair's always been a bit crazy and I'm very grateful, but my nails were never any good. Um, so 
I think try the protein first. If you find a good good form of you know neutral collagen, go for it. And uh, keep me posted on that, Celine. I'd be interested to see. But I do have a vegetarian client um, who I put back on protein. Like she was literally losing hair. Like she had to wear a cap, and now she's good. So hers was protein. But you can also have blood tests to check that out as well. I think. All right, my lovely humans. Uh, any botanical for low testosterone levels? Do you know what? Um, I was literally just talking to one of my teachers today. Yes, there is. There is one. I'll get back to you on that. Thank you. Yeah. We were just talking about it today, and I think I want to say lion's mane or something it's one of those i'll, I'll look into it. it's on my list and i'll uh, i'll get back to you good all right team uh is vegan collagen equipment any good do you know what i don't know i'm not an advocate when it comes to vegan anything other than foods like i'm a big advocate for for plant-based um but when it comes to supplementation, it doesn't have the, the levels that we want in it as a woman. It's more of a fashion thing, I feel. I feel. So um, just check the, take a photo of the back for me and send it to my Instagram. You can always do that, any of you. Send a picture of the back. Remember the first three ingredients is going to be the most important. And look at the... Look at the um, the table on it like how much proteins in there uh should be around nine grams in a collagen to be honest in a scoop should be around nine grams of protein and yeah have a look what else is in there but um Catherine, just send it over and i'll i'll write that back to you all right ladies it's been beautiful whoever is watching the recording of this you missed a wonderful evening but i hope you're good wherever you are and uh, talk to you all in two weeks and we'll do phase three and four and I will answer any questions that come over. Okay. Celine, thank you for being my screen. Your gorgeous face. All right. I say goodbye to everyone. Thank you very much. Speak Thanks, soon. Thanks, You're so welcome. <laughs>